0: and welcome to the NXT preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hanfler and Michael Sudwick here to preview tonight's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review NXT but also Raw, SmackDown, AEW, Dynamite, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week. Completes with a money go quiz, of course. On WrestleCulture, as I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to look ahead to NXT tonight. And all the fallout from the great American bashman. never mind all that, Michael Hamlet. Is tonight the night the NXT Championship changes hands? Karrion Cross versus Johnny Gargano with the added wrinkle of the special guest referee being one Samoa Joe.
2: Oh, God, I hope it changes hands. I so hope it changes hands. Um, It's not just because uh, this episode looks like it's badly lacking something, anything really to talk about on tomorrow's review, Um, especially after like a pretty cool Great American Bash which had itself a pretty cool build. Um, Like I do worry significantly about the momentum that NXT was building, like running out tonight. Um, So I think the title change would help continue that on and give us something to maybe look forward to in the weeks to come because... Carrying Cross's title reign feels like it represents like this last tired bit of the pandemic. And while there's been like a little bit of optimism brewing again around NXT, it's Carrying Crosses as champion that put a thumb on all of it. Like the main event picture remains something I cannot get invested in with him at the helm. They don't seem to know how to book him. They don't seem to know how exactly to present him as a character. His work doesn't speak for itself and they're not giving him promos with which to effectively speak for himself. Johnny Gargano is a literal opposite of all those things. He's far from a perfect solution, but I feel like he'll do for now.
3: This show, and this match as well, is a weird beneficiary of a sub-optimal development. But this show itself, if I was to anticipate it, or just describe it using one word, it's haunted. Haunted by Vince McMahon having... Total disregard for NXT's continuity um, by just promoting acts that are not ready to be promoted, at least in terms of the storylines, to his main shows. We're not getting Saray versus Tony Storm, which would have absolutely banned. We're instead getting Saray versus the renamed Priscilla Kelly, um, which we'll get to later. And um, we're presumably not going to see a continuation. We might get a one night blow off of Best. Of um, Candice LeRae versus um, Knox, Teagan Knox, but it's just Knox now. Um, Hey pal,
2: is that battery charged? I'll have that toy back.
3: (laughs) Can I borrow your charger? (laughs) Uh, So that's funny, or you know, sad if you're invested in what NXT has been doing. But it also extends to this main event, which has this sort of meta drama hovering above it, rather than. Driving it in that Carrion Cross, as we know, has been looked at on main event um, by Vince McMahon and various main roster management figures. So for that reason, and virtually that reason alone, plus the added some more Joe stuff, yes. If I've been asked for a prediction, I will say yes, why the hell not? Why won't it change hands at this point? They've added the wrinkle of some more Joe to quote unquote protect carriing cross. It's always felt like he's going to be main roster to bound sooner rather than later. And it feels like soon is the word.
0: Yeah, do you think that, that the addition of Samoa Joe as the special guest referee is the is the the tipping point in this match, Hamlet?
2: Possibly. Um it's strange, isn't it? Because the the direction they've allowed us to all speculate on is Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole down the road. More so it's I know there's been face-offs with Karen Cross as well, and Joe kind of got involved. Almost like babying Johnny Gargano. Not your night, kid. Ruffles the hair, tries him again next week, all that so, so he's involved because he's involved in everything. But Adam Cole felt like the the tease. Um, so this is quite weird. Um, I don't know. I really don't know because I just I cannot figure out who either Karen Cross or Johnny Gargano are. Like, is there a spot in this match where, like, for example, I expect Austin Theory to get involved and then to do a spot where Austin Theory is kind of barged into Joe. He's not going to punch him, but he's going to show the bargin by accident. And that's going to be Joe's physical provocation to batter Austin Theory. Like, get him out of the way. He's not a factor. I fully expect that. But then do they do that, a similar type of thing with Karrion Cross or Johnny Gargano? Does Karrion Cross get frustrated when Gargano, for example, doesn't tap out and makes the ropes? And then when he's like protesting with Joe. Does it get a bit shovy? And are you watching Joe's face? Sean Michael's gonna have a word in the back. Says, really look at those hands of yours and question if they can do the right thing and punch another guy out. Like, are we gonna get that tease for cross or are we gonna get it for Gar- Gargano? I honestly don't know. Joe's the only out and out baby face in this whole thing. <laughs> so I cannot figure out which direction you point him towards if it's if it is indeed one of them, or if indeed he's a bit of a red herring. And the Cole Joe stuff is the thing we should be paying attention to. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I don't know. But I don't exactly think they've layered this with a ton of intrigue.
3: Mm. It's weird, that, because I'm going to jump on that point. This Karrion Cross versus Johnny Gargano, a feud, a title match, it's not inherently dramatic in the good sense. But what NXT and Vince McMahon, without a care in the world, very passively in this situation, have contrived or stumbled into doing is they've put loads of bad drama together to the point where well it's dramatic and it's unpredictable you've got the specter of the main roster you've got this well who's going to play babyface even if situationally for just one night what's Samoa Joe going to do is he going to call this match down the middle to no dramatic result no because the idiotic trope of a special guest referee basically that's a synonym for incompetent amateur who will completely botch it he's it's just the weirdest thing there this is the weirdest nxt title match i can remember in forever it might be the weirdest and strangest nxt title match ever these set of circumstances sit so uneasily alongside other sets of circumstances that like fascinating this is fascinating and they've done half of it accidentally But very fascinating, nonetheless. I'll be on the hook, but not for the reasons they think I'm on the hook. And I don't even know the reasons
0: they think I want to be
3: on the hook. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, what are they thinking?
0: I I can't call it, but not like... Oh, you know, certain matches, you may look at them and say, well... You can see them going off and comp- MSK versus uh, not Grizzled Young Vets, versus Champer and Thatcher, for example. I went and going, oh, I can't call that. Or like when Grizzled Young Betts faced Champer and Thatcher. You're like, well, you can see two different storylines going on. This one, I'm just like, who bloody knows? Maybe Candice gets involved with Scarlet as well? Or, I mean, all I really care about in this NXT championship match, carrying cross versus Johnny Gargano, Michael Sidrick, is. Are Index going to be involved in this? Because that's where my heart really lies. (laughs) That's where my
3: heart really lies as well. And incidentally, I do hope we see a continuation of that. If you had to say, right, go into your head, what do you think is going to happen? I think this match, not only for it to be successful, but just for the potential post-cross NXT landscape... Johnny Gargano is going to be told, right, you're going to have to wrestle one of the matches of your life here, not only to get something out of cross to the accepted um, NXT standard, but if you're in fact going to win the title, you're going to have to not do too much way bollocks and like just be Johnny Gargano, Johnny wrestling again overnight. Good luck, pal.
0: <laughs>
3: I think there'll be some obvious Samoa Joe stuff that will inform the finish, but I think they will go hell for leather and baby-facing Gargano throughout the match so that you're not left with this bizarre taste in your mouth. Um, Look, it's weird, and it's so weird that you have to therefore say it's so dumb. All of this is so dumb. It's so backwards. Yeah, I just don't know what else to say about this. I'm trying to articulate just this detached... I have at the entire state of it all.
2: There's not one scenario that you can lay out in full without there being like a massive caveat or a qualifier as to why that thing doesn't make sense. There's not one single vision of this match that is completely clear and is loyal to all of the story without betraying something else. It's as you say, it's because it's been so hampered by other things happening currently to NXT and happening to this roster that if either of us when you're asking the question, well, Bond, like does Gargano come away with a belt? Like, you know, what's Samoa Joe gonna do? If either of us try and lay out a fantasy booking or a single set of circumstances, the other one could just be like, well, yeah, but that can't happen because of this. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, there is there is no one, like however this plays out, there'll be some gaping plot hole or there'll be something like, this isn't one of those AEW things where it's like, oh, they showed us something that we couldn't have even imagined. This is like, they're gonna have to make the best of a ludicrous situation. I think they could i'm not saying this won't be like a fascinating experiment of a, <laughs> of a attempt at booking something but i don't think there's any way they get through all of this without there being some just mile wide plot hole or some issue or some kind of the next day we're going to be like well it's a bit weird gargano did that considering that last week it was two on one and they were trying to mug him off you know there's, there's going to be some wild contradictions at play here just to get them to a finish and Christ, there better be a finish. Like for all of this, I will say, if they like, like put it on first and it goes to a DQ or something, like it's an absolute chronic disaster. It's got to have a, a winner and a loser.
0: Like you say, I just had an idea of the way to do this, but didn't exactly babyface Johnny Gargano, Like to babyface him, you can have him like, I don't know, backflip out of a Saito suplex, or you know, like when they had the uh, epic match with Cole and Cole goes for the last shot and, and Gargano just ducks down and then snatches him up into a submission. My brain then went, what if, I don't know, uh, Samoa Joe goes down and uh, Karrion Cross can Saito suplex 10 ghost faces, but then Johnny Gargano <laughs> wins. It's not exactly a baby face victory, is it?
3: Well, that's the thing. Either all of it's for now and carrying Cross simply wins. But if... <laughs> if... Cross gets screwed, we might get an indication that Samoa Joe is in fact clear for activity if Cross can get his quote-unquote heat back. How can you get that back that which you never had? If he can get his heat back by beating up Samoa Joe, leaving him for dead, that's how he exits NXT, then he can maybe transition to um, a more explicit um, Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe build when Cole comes out to pick the bones of the guy you can never confront one-on-one and then start beating him up. And then that's part of your story. I don't know what the hell happens here. If that bloody bland bastard hadn't been on main event, this my podcasting career would be so much easier than it is (laughs) in this moment.
0: And also, I love Samoa Joe's the idea of like, oh, thank goodness, Joe, you're, you're finally cleared. Thank God we got all those concussion issues out of the way. So what we're going to have is you're going to get cyto suplexed on your head and then uh, he's going uh, <laughs> to hit you as hard as he can in the back of the neck. That should be all right, shouldn't it, Joe?
2: Love the irony of Samoa Joe being told sternly that like he was not to use his muscle buster because of obviously the terrible injury that happened to Tyson Kidd the first time he tried it. And I know he got given it for special occasions, but the idea that he was told in Certain circumstances, no, you can't do that. You absolutely can't do that. A back, guys, and then he just came bounced on his head by carrying across very like awkwardly. Um, I, don't, I like, I just desperately, want, I like that idea of Cole coming out and picking his moment with smojo. I do because I do feel like that was that was left to breathe for a reason, and just it might not be for now. You know, it might. I always really liked that they, and they never paid this off. I guess until if you want to call now a payoff, I always liked that. Like repeatedly. Samoa Joe found issue with William Regal and you always thought this is going to get physical and it just never did. Um, maybe they can go longer with Adam Cole and Samoa Joe, especially if it's going to take a Joe longer to get cleared than we realise. Like there's, there's mileage in that, but I'd have no problem with them going to it straight away.
1: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.
0: Let's get into that then because obviously the, the residing image from, from last week was was Adam Cole standing tall after that excellent main event at the Great American Bash. How does he follow it up tonight, Sid? Is it just a, a straightforward bloody told you so promo? Because we know he's quite good at those sorts of things. Third match
3: is inevitable. It's one one. And I was I was about to say, before I start myself, and Kyle O'Reilly seems like the guy. Does he? Like is he seemingly the guy it felt like a few months ago he was they were gonna do the tried and true NXT deal of beep 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 redemption arc. You know, we've seen it with Sami Zayn, uh we've seen it in the past, Bailey, etc. But he isn't really getting over like Sami Zayn or Bailey did for me. Um but a third match that Kyler Riley presumably wins in the end. Uh, yes, I think. Adam Cole, to do the heel thing, absolutely needs to, because he's this would be consistent with his excellent line about the only thing they need to do to make me appear special is ring the bell. Continue that theme. Make it abundantly clear that he won the professional wrestling match that counted. Do the whole 1-0 bit. I don't care if he saw it on AEW. That's what his character should do in this situation. It's 1-0. It's not 1-1. Then he can duck out the rubber match like a heel should do. Basically, if you are going to continue to present the nicest guy in pro wrestling as a heel, at least make him a good one. Like At least make him one that you theoretically... I mean, I don't want to see Adam Cole get beat, but in theory, make him one that you want to see get beat. Spot nil. I hear all this talk of a rubber match. I've been challenged to a rubber match. Why would I do that? I've won the match that can't blah, 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 blah. Um, you can work out what happens in, down the road. But yeah. Adam Cole's great on the microphone and he needs to brag about how he's the better wrestler in this situation.
0: They love doing all that bollocks with carrying cross and the tarot cards. What about Adam Cole thinks he's, he's all done and dusted and then he gets back and opens his bag and it's full of UNO cards flashback. Oh no, that's his weakness. You see? God. Oh God.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'll probably do that. Um,
3: He's delighted with himself, by the way, on this audio so medium. Bleep. I'll fill in the blanks. Uh, Adam Warhol is delighted with himself. He's enchanted with himself.
2: <laughs> I, you could fold these two first things together: Cole and the title. Cole coming out, yeah, calling it one 0 very overtly saying, oh, "I'm done with Kyler Riley." Like I don't know why that's even in the conversation. I'm finished. I won the match. First one ever happened, so I won the match. And then saying, "And now I'm done with Kyler Riley. I've got my eye on the title match tonight." Cross. Gargano, I don't care which one of you it is. Like I'm getting it back and I'll be waiting. And then that allows for it keeps calling some Joe's orbit. It's obviously all just again red herring stuff because we know that the, the Kyler Riley, the third match, or the, the big decider, or the match that they will hope will elevate Kyler Riley once and for all is sure to happen down the road. Um so yeah, like I think that's more than enough um material for Adam Cole to get through this week, at least. They don't need to, you know, they don't need to race towards that Kyle Riley match just yet. Like, they could run an angle where O'Reilly has to earn it. That's that's not the worst, like, use of some television time as well.
3: When you asked that question, and I answered that question, I thought of another question. Why am I so bored by this? Why am I so bored by Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly going on? I shouldn't be.
2: Because the first match was so dull that like it doomed the second one, even when the second one was good. Yes. Uh, and and maybe, maybe Kyler Riley in it. I don't know. Like it's been a nagging feeling I've had for about six months. But maybe just Kyler Riley in it.
0: Um, let's continue the conversation about the sort of fallout from the Great American Bash. Uh, interest to see what happens with Io Shirai and Zoe Stark going forward as the new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions because I sense that partnership is not that long for NXT,
2: Hanflet? It isn't, but it's maybe going to have to be because Shotty Blackheart and Ember Moon were just broken up. Uh, Tegan Knox was going to be involved in something with Candice LeRae, but she's disappeared. So at this point, the only challengers are Raka Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, the existing world champion, uh, self in a storyline that I guess as we're booking it, kind of mirrors what they might want to do with Io Shirai. And... Um, and Zoe Stark, a split within the team, um, or the former champions, so they might have to keep these belts warm a little bit while they figure out how exactly they're gonna rebuild. I, I, I'm i not in a huge rush for this breakup, uh, I, I just like what they're doing. I've really liked the women's type, ta- like the tag title match last week, really liked it. And um, the hot shot in these belts, which is not ideal for the belts, mm-hmm. but a bit like when Candice LeRae had one you put them on someone credible, they're going to sort of feel credible by default. I think you're going to get that with Io Shirai. Like Io Shirai feels like a big deal holding the tag belt. So she'll try as hard as she can to elevate it. It's a nice story. And there's nothing advertised for them tonight, is there? But that's not to say that you can't line up uh, a couple of jobber matches. You show that chemistry developing. You show Io Shirai's respect for Zoe Stark growing. You show maybe Zoe Stark winning the odd match or making the odd save which allows her confidence to grow, the chip on her shoulder to get a little bit bigger. It's nice episodic television in-match booking. So I'm not particularly racing towards that split, especially now. Sort of feels like a mini division they were trying to build has been gutted. So maybe like spend the time building up a couple of, like one takeover quality challenger. And then you do these little, like drop these little TV hints in the meantime that eventually the split will come.
3: I mean, I haven't got a clue. One tag team's kaput. One peripheral figure around the tag team division is kaput. It's a good job that there's been a bit of ambition and crossover in this NXT women's division of late because they haven't just killed one development dead by promoting various people to the main roster because there's more than one development. So they've done the work and they are going to reap potentially diminished return Rewards from said work in the form of uh Io Shirai and Toby Stark versus Candice LeRae versus and Indy Hartwell
0: ad infinitum. <laughs> uh, let's preview some of the matches we've got tonight. Sige, uh, you alluded to it earlier. Saray is going to be taking on Gigi Dolin, their former Priscilla Kelly. I, I love Saray anytime she steps between the ropes, she's just jaw dropping.
3: Yes, indeed. And it's about time we saw more of her. Mm. It's a bit of a bizarre introduction because any, and again, you have to talk about relative and in context, any buzz surrounding Saray, as much as you can muster from this NXT brand, completely kaput. Um, For weeks, people have just forgotten about her. No one's mapping any directions for her in the fantasy booking sphere. She just arrived, kicked ass, left, and took the left part very literally for about, what, two months has it been? Mm, feels a while. It's just been like, so I don't know what the hell's happening there. Because she got over, well, to like fans on the message board <laughs> scene, at least. Maybe they're just thinking, hang on, we're nowhere near ready to have Raquel Gonzalez drop the title and she seems like a legit contender. So let's um, withhold from that. The Japanese, so we don't really book storylines for Japanese performers. Um, which is a goddamn shame. So, yeah, this match will be good. It's about time we get to see her. Um, Priscilla Kelly, in a weird development, was one of those wrestlers that like showed a little bit of promise before indie wrestling just died in the wake of the pandemic. And then she had like a cracking match um, on NWA TV, I think it was. No, it was against Ed Thunder Rosa. So it was NWA, but it was definitely against Thunder Rosa, and it was like really good, really acclaimed. So she's clearly a worker, and they need to get more out of her because if she can develop, she's got definitely star quality. This should be a routine win for Serae. Where she goes from there, how am I meant to, you know, ask that question when they've answered it with a, huh? I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, uh I, it's all very unfeeling at the moment Um for Serae. It's. Look, they it wasn't much of a build, but it was enough. Sarai and Tony Storm had been given enough. I quite like the idea that Tony Storm just felt that she was so above it. Problem is, like Vincent Man liked it so much, he made it so she is literally above it and she's gone. And it's not even like she's gone for matches, particularly. Like Tony Tony Storm had a vignette, you know? So it's a shame that they haven't quite this is a Like, I know for a few years, the trick of NXT was to try and fool fans into thinking it wasn't part of WWE. But you don't need to play that trick anymore. This is the same fucking company. Like, just see through the smallest of television programs with Tony Storm, where Saray gets a big win. And then Tony Storm quietly departs for SmackDown. You know, they're only running coming soon stuff. It seems so needlessly disruptive and, well, like, laughably disorganized, but we kind of expect that. But so needless, this disruption. It's... We're, we're reviewing this on the assumption that tony storm is done are not we like is there a, a slim chance that the, the commentary make mention of it and they say something along the lines of oh well, we saw that she's headed a smackdown she really does believe her own hype she really does think she's above saray maybe that's me reaching but maybe that's like the tease for the match itself not only does mm-hmm. tony storm pie off saray she's pied off nxt and like saray loads her back for that match and beat her and gets mm-hmm. a big win like we that's not a bad story off the back of what they'd already built. I just, based on the other call-ups and how like instant everything's felt, I don't have a great deal of hope.
0: This is already the hardest short preview. Oh, it's just about to get good though, because and it's getting uh, harder. What? No, You're gonna, it's gonna get better. Yeah, because there are there are many unanswered questions in wrestling. Who raised the briefcase? Uh, who threw the pie at Kevin Owens? But a question that we've been asking for months if not years, is about to be answered tonight because we've been asking, where's Vink? Well, there he is. He's there in the NXT breakout <laughs> tournament. He's just called Duke Bloody Hudson now and he's going to be facing <laughs> Ikemen Giro. I've always butchered that name. Did I get it right? You got it right, Ikemen Zero. Hmm? Yeah. So there's Vink. I'm... There he is. He's just got a new name. So look at
3: answer, what Vink. A... It's my bit.
2: What a payoff, though. What a payoff.
3: <laughs> what a payoff. He's uh, said, <laughs> <laughs> former Raw superstar... Regular fixture is now in the NXT breakout tournament. How does that work? Honestly, man, it's wild. One of these days when all of this is all over because I don't need any kind of reminder, but one of these days, past it all, I'm going to go back and watch one of those early Raw Performance Center things. Yeah. What is he doing here? <laughs> uh, Vin- yeah. What? They're just basically, loads of stars piled it off and this went right well he's in the performance centre he's probably a little bit job scared you 10 minutes over the chair right now it's so wild that he's in the breakout tournament like he's been there a long long time he's actually got a bit of a following in hardcore circles Vinks he's got a like, good patter have you seen any of his like twitter stuff mm. where he's like trying to get himself over like he's good patter is Vink or well, Duke, um, Duke that's Duke cock- <laughs> I can't do accents <laughs> I just can't do it. Uh, I've got that, an osprey.
2: <laughs> I've got a win yeah. osprey
3: impression that is absolutely incredible, and I will be dropping that at the most opportune time I
2: can.
3: Yeah. Uh is going to win because they don't obviously see Brendan Vink as a breakout star. <laughs> if he was, yeah. would broke out like a, a long time ago. Ika to get the win, and uh match quality wise, I'm not sure, but it's all about character. I'm not saying he's a uh, and then the bell rang guy. Ike but he's certainly a really charismatic, crowd pleasing mm. presence. And there's something of a crowd now. So it's probably the best time to launch him properly after a super bizarre
0: 205 Live soft launch. The the smartest wrestler, as well, is this Duke Bloody Hudson or Vink or whatever you want to call him. Uh, Elliot Sexton, he's been known as before. Well, my name changes every bloody five minutes. So I'll just have my Twitter handle be How tall I am? Six foot five. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is good. And Flirt, yeah. Your your reaction to this news? And of course, we should probably deal with it now before we do a separate entire get the table probably on it regarding Slapjack.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look, a list went up just yesterday on whatcoach.com forward slash WWE. Check it out if you like. About 10 wrestlers that will leave WWE in 2022. Um, I wrote that and I speculated not just that he will leave, but maybe he will be pushed. And I hope not because I have a certain affection for Shane Thorne and indeed his team with Nick Miller and how they kind of fooled people into thinking the NXT tag division hadn't been quite as gutted as we first thought after that like golden era so I want nothing but the best for Shane Thorne and Slapjack um, the tears must have melted away that paper plate and we can finally see his face again so yeah, that Slapjack like I compared this in the article so Chris Jericho referred to the we the people catchphrase over us out in the building, by the way. There's a stupid idea from Bad Creative. Slapjack like makes we the people look like the completed works of Bret Hart. Honestly, like a career killing name as part of a career killing gimmick with a career killing look. Like, I've never seen I've never seen a
0: gimmick look like you know, those memes where it's like the crying face behind the smile. <laughs> <laughs> that was Slapjack. Hang on, good why good. are we talking about Slapjack? Is he on the show tonight? No, he's just... Slapjack isn't a thing anymore. Shane Thorne again. That was the big breaking news last night, I think, in the wrestling world. Shane Thorne on the show? No. We just, we're talking about Shane Thorne. We're dealing with Bink. We're dealing with Shane Thorne, okay? Okay.
3: Okay. okay. Back to the, Is he, is a he a Australian? Minute. He is. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. Okay. What about uh, <laughs> Iconics? What are they up to? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll stick with those uh, performance centre roars in a minute. We'll do Alistair Black and Apollo Crews on triple speed. I can't wait. <laughs> the, the golden era yeah i am um, i'm glad we talked about slapjack because um i don't want it to like sound like a stubborn and spoiled wrestling fan but i'll care about the breakout tournament when it makes me and like it's vink versus ikman giro who's wearing a jacket so like show me a match that puts over the idea and the ethos of this tournament without just sort of labeling at the breakout and expecting me to buy it as is
0: uh right Final question, dealing again with the fallout from the Great American Bash and, uh, well, a decent bit of patter that they, they could do tonight. Uh, it's probably the first night we're going to see what Cameron Grimes has to do as LA Knight's butler. I, I'm not doing the excitement because I'm I'm dreading what he's going to be put through because all I've seen on WWE.com exclusive is LA Knight talking about all the toilets he's going to clean, Michael.
2: Hapler. That's it, isn't it? do He's going to be cleaning toilets. He's going to be... I. I want to be higher on this for you, Wilborn. It's mm. a bit like when they were in the middle of the Ted DiBiase stuff and he's like, what's he going to do with Ted DiBiase this week? And he's like, I'm not sure because I don't think they know. I think they've done the best ideas two weeks in. Peaks with Tiesto. There was no way back from that. Like the vignettes at that big old house that LA Knight uh, was sat Pretend in yeah, they won't even take live living. They probably filmed it at the same time because they could only rent it for a day. NXT's budget's been slashed by uh, Nick Khan. He's like, who's this? Is your son-in-law now? He's not worth it. Cut it. Um, <laughs> like, uh, like, cleaning the bogs. Um, he's going to... What's them... I always forget the name of these. You all know. the What's them things called where you bring out food in the metal dome plate gimmick? I
0: don't
3: I was
2: know. going to say like a tray, which, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that deal. I think we're going to get, like, weeks of that. And then, like, eventually, it's going, instead of food, it's going to be the million dollar belt and Cameron Grimes is going to wallop in with it or something like that. Like, we'll get to a point where enough will be enough. These butler stuff, are like, rarely does this go well in wrestling. So, like, they're kind of working against precedent here for these to be entertaining. It all gets very cliched very quickly. Um, so they'll do well to get these over.
3: A prediction and then a take. Prediction first. If you're Cameron Grimes... Like, maybe don't sell the fact that you're distraught at being the butler. And I know that goes against the whole thing. You're meant to look at this sap and think, oh, I feel sorry for you. Be an ass kicker. There's a disconnect there for me because that doesn't work. Maybe Cameron Grimes being Cameron Grimes can just own it. Like a montage, where he's like trying on different butler outfits and stuff like that. And like, (laughs) Ellie Knight can get...
2: Uh, Ellie Knight doesn't like the first two, but he nods at the third one. (laughs) He comes out and pulls the curtain back. (laughs) <laughs> they kind of bond a bit together maybe maybe.
3: <laughs> or Ellie and I get progressively pissed off at the idea that Cameron Grimes is absolutely no-selling this ridiculous stipulation and that they have a fight in the house and that's how it all ends here's a take I realise that I like Cameron Grimes one day of the week right generally I really like him on a Tuesday I like it when he does his ridiculously eager to please patter when he has his conniption fits when he just doesn't know how to be rich and he's choked on a cigar. He's a good physical comedian, mm. knows his character inside out. I really like Cameron Grimes on a Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. And then I watch AEW Dynamite and then I see John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, Hangman Page, Darby Allen. I just think, you're actually a rubbish babyface <laughs> or at least you're portraying a rubbish WWE babyface archetype and you're doing your level best with the material. I grew to just resent what they're doing with Cameron Grimes literally every Wednesday and Thursday. And this feeling has gnawed at me for some time now that I can feel it all week, essentially. I don't know what they do. It's a mildly amusing in its own context comedic skit. But man, this is doing nothing for numbers. It's doing nothing for Cameron Grimes's career. Like I like Ellie Knight. I kind of like this bit, but my God, it's so
0: inessential. Yeah, cheers to us. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 so every time? <laughs> every time? I like the idea that, yeah, he, he's, he's got to be his butler, but he's still got loads of bloody money. So LA Knight walks in and goes, have you cleaned the floors? And he goes, yeah. And there's just like a Roomba going around cleaning it all for him. Or, or
2: wiping, let, it, wiping it with $100 bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But um, my, my final prediction as we conclude the podcast today is, yeah, he's just going to be doing all the menial tasks. He's going to be uh, uh washing the bog or or, or doing the laundry but the, my favorite one is, is he's gonna walk into the kitchen there's, there's there's pots and pans everywhere and he's gotta do the washing up that's right he's gotta clean the spoons <laughs> right let's <us> know you're <laughs> I'm just gonna log I'm gonna log
3: off
2: <laughs> I needed the longest loudest swear on this podcast there because I <laughs>
3: that's just, I was absolutely gonna drop a C bomb.
2: Oh,
3: you
0: let's well, know your thoughts at what goes. Do doing. You well shaking there? You can follow three. Months. you can follow Michael Hamlet. Ah
2: Michael Hamlet.
3: Michael <laughs> Sidgwick at <laughs> M um, Sidgwick.
0: Follow me for more of that sort of thing. I don't want to. Our, our culture WWE. Make sure you subscribe to what culture wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. The Daily Wrestling Podcast. Our raw review is available right now. Uh, and our review of this show will be available, of course, tomorrow. But for now, this has been the NXT preview. And thanks to the Dadley They've never looked more, more disappointing in their life. You Thank everyone. you for joining us. And we
3: will see you soon. He's absolutely gone.